0: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 344 of The Virtual Couch. I am your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and let's get right to it. I am fresh from delivering a keynote address at the Utah Association of Marriage and Family Therapists Conference in southern Utah last week, and it was electric. It was dynamic. It was amazing. So if you are a therapist and you're interested in hearing what I had to say, drop me a message through the contact form on my website, and I would love to share the audio with you, as well as a couple of other thoughts, ideas that came to me from the conference. And here's a big one. Here's a fun one. If you are a single adult, age 30 or older, and you live anywhere in the Phoenix or Gilbert or Queen Creek area of Arizona, I am speaking at a multi-stake fireside coming up on Sunday, November 6th. I am not 100% sure where, but apparently the information is available on a dozen or so Facebook pages for single adults in that area. So if you can reach out, find that information, that would be great. If you can't find it, send me a message through the contact form and I will try to find out more details and and we can just respond back and let you know more about that. But if you are a virtual couch or waking up the narcissism listener and you're in that area, I would love to meet you. I'm going to be talking about where you are at in your life, um, making sense of things and then providing you with no less than the secrets to life moving forward. So you won't want to miss that. And one more thing, the Magnetic Marriage podcast is coming soon, as in very soon, as in um, first week of December soon. So go to TonyOverBay.com and sign up for my newsletter and you will be the first to know about the launch. And yes, it is a paid podcast. It is f- by far um, less than a fraction. It's a fraction of the cost of one session of working with me directly, but the content I can just tell you is, it's amazing. I've recorded a lot of interviews now at this point, coaching couples through a lot of problems, everything from simple communication, to betrayal and infidelity, to navigating a faith journey, and it has been far better than I even anticipated, and I had big expectations for what this was gonna look like. So I am very proud of the material that is coming soon, and I think that it will help marriages, it really will. Uh, If you're still interested in being coached on the podcast, then email my team at info at tonyoverbay.com. And again, if you just want to listen, sign up for the newsletter. So let's get to today's guest. As you can tell, I am excited. Um, We're going to talk about values. Man, are we going to talk about values? And we're going to do so with a a very good friend of mine, Preston Pugmire. And Preston is the host of the Next Level Life podcast. Uh, He is an award-winning life coach, and he actually helped me create the Magnetic Marriage course and program, which is now uh, saved and strengthened a lot of marriages. And he has helped people like myself create courses. And he's really, he'll, he'll talk about this a little bit on the podcast, but he's really good at helping people take information and synthesizing that information and helping them really uh, make sense of the information and then putting it in a, a digestible format. So he'll talk a little bit more about that. But here is a spoiler alert of sorts for today's episode and why I'm so excited about it, because I talk so much about values in my practice. I talk about values and value-based goals and discovering and finding out what your values are on the virtual couch. I've talked about it on Waking Up to Narcissism because it's a huge component of acceptance and commitment therapy, which is the therapy model that changed my, my life personally, changed the whole tone of the podcast. And so I talk about it, but then I I feel like I in essence just uh, then hand you a a tiny little framework to then go and try to find those values. And so Preston actually has an entire course, a framework uh, to allow you to truly dig down deep and discover um, really who you are, what your core values are, and then what you do with them. And so we we talk about that today, and I'm grateful to have somebody that has put in the time and effort and has a framework to really help you dig deep and understand what those are. So um, buckle up. Preston and I are definitely excited to talk about values and why they matter, how you discover them. And here's the final spoiler alert is Preston talks about an opportunity to be a part of something that he's launching. It has to do with values and I, there, there is limited availability. And so you might want to have another browser open on your, if you're listening on your phone or if you're on your computer at tonyoverbay.com slash contract. And I will have that in the show notes Because once you hear Preston and you feel his energy and you understand the direction that he's going, um, I would highly recommend that you take a look at that offer that he has and and then sign up if that sounds like something that would work for you. So um, let's get right to my interview with Preston Pugmire. Preston Pugmire. Hey, Tony. (laughs) Welcome to the virtual couch. I know. And I think what's fun about this is we've recorded several episodes where we're talking about the magnetic marriage, and that is still the greatest marriage course known to man that you and I created. But today we are, well, allow me to, let me tell, it's story time, Preston. Let me take my, my listeners on a train of thought. So you and I talk often. We talk a lot, and I love that. and We bounce ideas off of each other. And I've told Preston many times, I feel like this is where you build this relationship with trust. And Preston can say, hey, wait, tell me more about what you're saying there, old man. And he doesn't always say old man. but And I feel like I don't take offense. I trust Preston. I feel like he's very good at what he does. And so I feel like, man, I want to understand or tell me more, Preston. I feel very safe and we'll explore these different things. Any virtual couch listener knows I talk so often about the values. And when I changed over from being this cognitive behavioral therapist, this acceptance and commitment therapy therapist, and hey, you're the only version of you and you're not broken, you're human. And now the next part of this is you're going to find your values and you're going to start taking action on things that matter and uh, value-based goals. And I get so passionate about that. And then I tell people, hey, email in and I've got a, a list of values you can work from, which is literally pressed in just a list of words. And so then I feel like, why can't people figure out what their values are? And so Preston's telling me about this program he's been working on and he gets so excited about it and he's telling me about it. And I'm like, man, Preston, this is a great way to figure out your values. And I think you were, yeah, right. You're like, yeah, it is. And then all of a sudden it hits me. Oh, so I just tell people, go find those values. It's so key. It's so important. Here's a list of words. And then I realized, oh my gosh, literally the guy that I talked to on a weekly basis to help me create the world's greatest marriage course and literally has the keys to the values kingdom. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm so excited.
1: Me too, man. Uh, The the idea of, oh, value-based goals. Cool. What does that mean? And then go find your values. Uh, How do I do that? It's easy to get a Google search, but then, okay, what do I do with this list? And what I've found is that you have to have an intentional process to be able to figure out not only what your values are, but why those are your values. And even more important... What order the values go in? Because mm-hmm. the hierarchy of how you approach those in your life will determine how you react to events, how you approach events, how you approach other people, what you're going to do. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But it's not just go find your values. There's mo- there's so much more to it because they align with your mission, your yeah. personal purpose, mission, values, and purpose, and then also what your gifts, talents, and abilities are that you bring to the table in your life. And And it it just rolls together with who you are, what you want to do, why you want to do it, and how you're going to do it so that you can feel fulfilled. What I love about that is one of the stories that I run into people fusing to so
0: often is the, man, I still need to work on my values, or I haven't figured out my values yet, or I'm not sure where to start with my values. And it's funny because I would sit in my office and think, okay, well, at least they're saying the word values. So, I mean, they're on the right path, but then your own brain will get you stuck in that. I still got to figure out my values story because then I don't actually have to take action on them because once I figure them out, I got to do something. And so when we were talking about it, I like that it isn't just I identify them, but then it is, what do I do with them? And not just what do I do, but I appreciated when you were saying it's really helps you understand who you are as a person, which... Yeah. You in, the, in a direction. So I, I want to step back here and I just want you to drive. And this is because I do trust you driving the keys. You have oh, the keys. this So I would love for you to just take us on your train of thought and what this whole process looks like and maybe how you came up with it. And what do you do? So thanks so much, man. Yeah.
1: I working with you as a therapist and as a business partner and just as a friend, all these different things, I've learned so much from you. And what I've done is I've taken what a lot of different people have taught me you, Tony Robbins, James Wedmore, Garrett White, just like a lot of different teachers, Jess Lively, people that I've worked with personally one-on-one, people that I've taken their courses, people that I've done their seminars and books that I've read. And I've just searched, 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 searched. And then I've created kind of like this (laughs) Frankenstein's monster of what everything kind of builds towards. And I call it a personal MVP contract. What I mean by that is MVP, mission, values, purpose. Mission, values, purpose, and your contract. And it's like, for me, it's my contract with my life, with my creator, with the world, with my relationships, with everything that I am. It's who I am, what I'm, what I want, how I'm going to do it, why I'm going to do it. And my gifts and powers that my superpowers that I bring to the table and all of it together is this personal MVP contract. And I was thinking about this. It, it took me, honestly, it took me about three years to create because I was putting little pieces of it together. Like my mission statement, my purpose of life, my values, the order of them. another, like a primary question that I'm always asking myself, I'll call it a foundational filter. We'll get into that. But I was thinking about it like, all this stuff is out there. It's all out there. All you have to do is go to six different seminars and hire four different personal coaches and do ten thousand hours of Google research and forty hours of meditation and you have to fill up six journals and stuff like that. It's all out there. You can just go do it. Now that I have that info, yeah. That. It's all there. <laughs> but why do people hire personal trainers? Why do people buy like a workout program? Right? Yeah. Because Every single fitness routine, every single workout program, every single nutrition plan or supplement plan or everything like that, it's on YouTube. Mm. It just is or at bodybuilding.com or something like that. It's just—it's all there. So why do people buy a program? I'll ask you. Why do you think people buy? Oh, well,
0: it's funny because this is one of those things when we were putting our program together and we would go over this over and over because I would just want to spout off this knowledge. And then you would talk about people buy a program because there's some accountability there. It's somebody that they trust. It's what the person is saying. Look, I've taken all this data and here's Do you want these things? Because I can give you a very specific set of things and uh, I want
1: those things. Yeah. And I like that a lot. That's why I initially started working with you. You had a, a basically a kit that you would have all this experience and it was just really, really cool. And that's why I work with other coaches and other people. and can't wait,
0: on that note, Preston, you're being too humble and I feel like this is going to make your point even better. You're going to butter my bread? Oh, well, I I had a kit. I was holding like a bunch of scraps of paper together and saying, Preston, here's the way, this is the key to marriage right here. And what Preston has a really good ability to do is then put that into these tangible action steps. And I was pulling a very, very haughty, Therapist card and saying, "Oh no, they must find this journey on themselves." And here's these things that they could take along with them. And you were saying, "No, we need to understand how to do it." And I fought yeah. on that for how long? It was a while. Right? It was just like a year. <laughs> it was. And then the best part though is now, what do I talk about? The literal, the four pillars, the connected conversation scripts, the mm-hmm. magnetic agreement plans, the tools, the steps, the acronyms, and they resonate and they give you a framework to operate from. And it, that's that's the, that's the
1: cool part. It's a framework. Yeah, it's a framework. And so one of the things that I realized as I went through this whole process, you're talking about what I'm able to do. Yeah, I had, man, I had a huge epiphany about one of the things that I'm honestly that I'm really good at. And what it allowed me to do is it allowed me to really see how good other people are at specific things that are just they're effortless to them. And so they just seem invisible, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're so freaking good at that. Mm -hmm. An example of this is my brother. My brother is a wizard at Excel. Just Mm -hmm. the things he can whip up are just, it'll take me three days to figure all this out. And how does this formula work on Excel? I can create this spreadsheet and my brother can just do it in five minutes. Mm -hmm. It's nothing to him. And another one of my friends, I Talk to him about how I can structure this, like maybe this coaching program or this business. And I'm thinking about, okay, how should I do this? And I feel like I'm too close to it, right? But then yeah. he can just be like, oh, just do boom, 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 that right there. I can see that. Yeah. And I was like, well, how do you do that? And then I realized that one of the things that I'm really good at is I call it being a synthesizer. Mm-hmm. I can connect the dots that other people can't connect. I can see things and combine things into like a coherent whole. I'm a really agile decision maker and I can easily find solutions, strategy, scrutinize, assess, examine, evaluate people, processes and plans and systems. I can do all of that stuff effortlessly. Mm. And I used to not think that it was valuable because it came easily to me. Yeah. And then I realized that my unique skills are really valuable to other people who don't have them. Yeah. And vice versa. There are people that (laughs) I will pay a lot of money to, to help me out with something that will take them one hour to do. I'm like, dude, I could never even figure that out, but it's just so easy to them. And this is the thing that I help people discover is once you know, like really who you are, your personal contract, your I am statement, your mission, your purpose, your values, the hierarchy that they go in, and then your natural gift superpowers that like your talents and abilities that you bring to the table that are natural to you and everybody has them. If you're listening to this right now and you think, oh man, I don't know if I'm good at anything. It's BS. Yeah. The reason you don't see them is because they're invisible to you. And I can help people like really understand how or why, why these things are invisible to them, what they're really good at. And then the coolest part is You take it and say, okay, now what do I do with this? Mm -hmm. Then you take it and you apply it to your goals. And everything is just aligned rocket fuel. I started thinking like, what would it look like in my life? If I knew what the purpose of my life was, (laughs) like I could just spout it off at any time. If I really knew who I was as a human, as a soul, as a spirit, if I really knew that and I knew what was important to me, Mm. What was not important to me, why it was important to me, if I really understood what I was good at so that I could lean into that, yeah. and double down on the things like use th- th- leverage, leverage the things that I'm really good at, and then take all of that and apply it to my specific goals, things become significantly easier when you have all of those pieces like literally written out in a document. <laughs> yeah, and person, I, there's a
0: couple of things I think are so, you and I both had previous careers and we both love what we do now. And I feel like this is part of that when you start acting in alignment with your values and you take action on them and you find the things that you really build passionate about. You're so right where you didn't know what you didn't know. When I was in the computer industry, I didn't even realize how much I didn't care about it or didn't like it until I found the thing that I actually like and enjoy and then I want to read about it, watch shows about it, see YouTube videos about it, talk about it, talk to other people about it, and that raises your whole what energy and and mo- baseline, so that mm-hmm. that you just want more of that. So I love what you're saying, and you said something really smart there a minute ago, where you said I didn't value it because it came easy to me. Yeah, and I'm telling you, and I was sitting in my office a couple of years ago, and somebody said, you know, well, I don't want to do something that I really enjoy because then it will become a labor. And I was like, yeah, that's right. And I sat there thinking. Wait a minute. That's literally what I do every day for a living. And it just gets better and better. And I feel like those are those stories that our brains try to hook us to. Well, if I just start doing the thing I like all the time, then all of a sudden I probably won't like it. No, let's uh, kind of reel that back in. Yeah, keep going. Is that a story that people tell themselves? I remember a guy that was, he literally was says, I love fishing. And I said, well, what would that look like if you, cause he thought about, I would love to maybe shoot a video or two about it. Or here's how I bait a hook or whatever. But I don't want to start doing that because then it won't be fun anymore. It'll be a job. That's the version that I get off it. Or if I'm doing this thing that I'm passionate about all the time, then it will become work and then it will no longer interest me. And
1: says the person who has never taken that leap or taken action I mean, on that thing. That's a belief. Uh, that's that's just a belief and i don't think that that belief serves you mm-hmm. but i don't care if you have it honestly if you don't want to do something that's fine but give it a go i mean you can always stop shooting videos about doing fishing it's very yeah. you know how yeah. i did it all last month i didn't make a single video about fishing <laughs> <laughs> like seriously it was so simple yeah, uh, i was just right trying here. to make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> You can always stop doing that. I understand what you're saying, but one of the things that's important to understand about this is it's all kind of abstract. Cool. My mission, my values, my purpose, right? gifts, all these things. But how do you apply it? I'll tell you specifically how I apply it. I have a mission statement, a personal contract, and it's my I am statement. And I don't walk around with massive confidence 24 hours a day. It's not a spoiler alert. I'm a human. But when I need to summon that, which is often, I do speaking engagements. I do coaching. I do performances. Mm-hmm. I will have sales calls. I'll have business meetings I, just things that I need to be like, you know, I got to be in a good state right now. I used to just be like, okay, I, maybe I'll listen to some music or I'll do this. Or you know. I don't, it was just like kind of a hodgepodge. And now I have a very, very intentional, specific thing that I do. I go to a, like a room or a place where I'm by myself. I've done it in closets, in the back of like performance halls. I've done it in a bathroom. I've done it in my office. I've done it in my car. I go to somewhere where I'm by myself, take a couple breaths, center myself. And then I ask myself, who am I? Because when I get into alignment with who I am and really tap into that, it gives me a sense of power and connection to my creator, to all the things around me, to the energy that is around me, to the energy in myself. Like it gives me this confidence that really carries me into the situation. And so, here's mine. I say, who am I? Center myself. I say, I am a powerful, kind, joyful man of light. I embody inspiration and creativity. And the purpose of my life is to be a magnetic light. To live an authentic, fulfilled life and to inspire and guide others to do the same. And so it is. So I say that to myself. And for me, that resonates because I took a long time to really come up with that specific words that meant a lot to me, specific phrases. I'll say a phrase and it embodies a whole host of things that make sense to me in my life, with Mm. my kids, with my job, with my passions and stuff like that. I understand that. And it brings me back to, instead of saying, oh, can I do this? Should I do this? Is it okay if I try this? It's was like, Ugh. no, centered. This is who I am and go and do it. Mm-hmm. And it completely changes the energy of how I approach things. And before I had this tool, I would just try to pump myself up, but it wasn't like something that was a protocol. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's so intentional
0: and I know you'll get to this, but I think the depth of the work that you've put in to get to that place, I don't think people understand that every word you're talking about, every phrase is intentional. And so the more that you say that, I can only imagine, I can watch you do it if anybody's watching the video, but you feel, you could almost watch you just start to fill your chest right like that. And you can just feel that. Cause I feel like maybe there's been many of us that have said, okay, I'm going to just tell myself some, give some positive affirmations and go do this, but if it isn't who I am or it doesn't resonate with me or it doesn't speak directly to my
1: and soul, I. So that's man. the thing is I have a whole process that yeah, yeah. I take people through. And I've done this in big groups of people, like with a hundred people in the room, like a big coaching presentation. I've done it in small groups where it's just me and one person. That's one-on-one. I've done it in business sessions and corporate, like I've gone into corporations and said, okay, let's take your whole leadership team. And we're going to say, let's get back to bare bones. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about marketing later, but right now, who are you? Why are you here? What's going on? Because each of you are individuals. And when you have this intentional, intentional way to approach the way that you live life, Mm -hmm. it changes what you're doing. Yeah. Because then instead of just (laughs) drifting you're following a specific path that you create. And that's the brilliant yeah. part about it.
0: Hey, what are some of the, I don't know, what are the biggest challenges, roadblocks, that sort of thing that you see when you're starting to help people dig into the, their values?
1: So, yeah, let's move to values. Okay. One of the biggest roadblocks I see is people second guess themselves about what should I yes. use as a value, right? Yeah. Okay, here's a list of 100 yeah. things. And I, again, I have a process that I take people through. That makes it very, very simple. And the way that you approach it, it makes it just, it's obvious. And then it creates certainty around what you're doing and how you're doing it. So when you talk about so the number one problem that I see that people have when they're like trying to create their values is overwhelm around, should I put this one on my list well, if I want, you know, growth is my value, but I also want courage as my value, and uh, should I just... and what they need as their number one value is to freaking relax and just say <laughs> this yeah. is will. And again, I have a whole process that includes like comparing the different values to each other, creating a hierarchy of them, and then identifying and naming the value instead of just saying. Courage, okay? Cool. What does courage mean? Mm-hmm. Courage means something different to you than it does to me. And so if you not only name it, but then I, I meant to say identify or define, is another mm-hmm. word? Define what that is. For me, courage is, it means I am willing to face discomfort and lean mm-hmm. into situations that stretch me. So, okay, that's what it means. So when I come up against... Yes. I want to make this sales call, but I'm feeling a little bit like anxiety or hesitation around it. I go back to, who am I? Say that. Look at my list of values. Boom. Courage is number two on my list of values. I am willing to face discomfort. Okay. If I'm going to live in alignment, or if I'm going to live on contract, I call it. Living on contract means I am going to face this discomfort. I'm not going to pretend that it's comfortable. I'm not going to say to myself, Oh, no, I can do hard things. No, it's not about that. It's I'm willing to face discomfort. And I've defined that for me. Another yeah. one of my values is allowance, allowing. And for me, this is really important. I let go of control. And other people not okay. not have this as like a need. But for me, I let go of control. And <laughs> this is going to sound really, really prideful, but it's something i'm working on i allow others to have their own ideas without controlling how they think and act for other people press in uh, yes go yeah they might be like uh why would you need to put that on there because it's me okay so maybe a value that you have on your list is something that i don't even have on my list because it's my natural way of operating it just yeah And so when I think about like, hey, what I like about that, oh, I would say what I
0: like about that so much is when you were talking about, yeah, people need to relax. And I feel like people do the cons- constantly the I know I shouldn't care about this or I should. Should I have this value or am I supposed to do this one? And then it shows the tool that you're using gets the depth of something like giving up control, because I feel like that's a whole other layer. of you have to get to to get to that realization yeah. of how much we do, we are trying to control others around us bless our hearts because it's scary when sometimes when people have their own thoughts and opinions because we immediately go to, oh my gosh, that means they think I'm bad or crazy. So that takes a lot to get to that place of acceptance of having a value like that because that one can be
1: really scary. And for me to define that and then put it on my list, is was like, oh shoot, if I put this on my list, I'm going to be held to it. And that's scary yeah. because it's something that I struggle with. Okay. That means that I need to put it on my list. Because it's going to guide me toward what I actually want to live, which is a fulfilled life. <clears throat> My wife does not need to put that on her values list. She's really good at just letting other people have their own ideas and not trying to control them. She's so good at that. It's one of, it's one of her natural gifts and talents and superpowers that she brings to the table. Is this genuine acceptance and compassion for people. And it's really inspiring to me. But... I need to put it on my list because it's not something that comes innately to me. These are things that I'm being intentional about and that I want to use. Mm -hmm. So when I find that people are like, Oh, what should I put? How should I put them? And then uh, what order should I put them on? And the hesitation is based around, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm going to be held to this. What if I mess up? What if Mm -hmm. my all this stuff and again, Like maybe you need to put forgiveness on your values list because you're going to mess up at it. This is a map. This whole contract is a map and you're not going to be on course at all times. It's a way for you to re redirect. It's kind of like a rumble strip when you're driving down the road and you hit the rumble strip. And then that doesn't mean that you're a bad driver. It just means, Oh, got to pull back onto the middle of the lane because this is where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. And so people don't know exactly where they're going. I remember one time I was hiking in the down in the Grand Canyon at Havasupai. Have you ever been out there? Oh, no. The Havasu Falls. Mm-hmm. I think beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when you hike back out, it's know, like 10, 12 mile hike or something like that. There's a specific part where you got to turn and then you got to go up these switchbacks. And if you don't know where to turn, then you miss it. And it's not marked because it's just in the Grand Canyon. And me and my wife and my stepbrother, we were walking together. We got separated from the group a little bit. We were just kind of walking. We were just kind of walking. We, just didn't, we didn't really, we know that we, uh, we kind of want to go to the top of the rim, but we didn't have a specific plan. We didn't have a specific map. We were just walking. And we're just one foot in front of the other. Cool, cool, cool. Doing a thing. And then we looked up and it, started, it was starting to get dark. Mm-hmm. We looked up and we're like, none of this looks familiar. And we look up and, oh, wait, oh my gosh, the top is kind of behind us. I can see some lights up there in the parking lot. Like, Ooh, where are we at? And we had just been walking. And we passed the turnoff and we had gone three or four miles past it without even thinking. And then we had to end up turning around. Walking all the way back to it and we passed it a second oh, day. Okay. <laughs> another mile down the road. So we're walking an additional six, eight miles than we should have been walking, running out of water. We have no food. It's getting dark. We had passed another group of people a couple hours earlier who had seen a bobcat. It was oh. not a good situation. No. Now, I'm here today. We made it out. okay because yeah. my dad and the people that were with us on the crew, they hiked back down the whole freaking canyon down the switchbacks and they ended up finding us down below the turnoff. But what I took away from that was, if you're just walking, mm-hmm. then you're just walking. How many people just drift? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing the things that you're doing today? Are they just because they're the same things that you did yesterday? Are you living with intention? Are you being intentional? Are you being honest with who you are, what you are, what you're doing, and why you're doing it? Do you have a personal roadmap? Mm -hmm. And if you don't, don't judge yourself. Just be intentional about doing that. Or else, five years down the road, you're going to just realize, oh, I've just been walking. And I know it's been going. You- when I think what you're saying is such an important part, I think of coming
0: the best version of you that you can be is that yeah. uh, I think a lot of people will even hear this and say, okay, no, great point. But right now, busy time of life. Uh, or I can wait till the kids are older or wait till the job is better or wait till I, and it's that just proverbial kicking that can down the road. And I think what you're saying is so true. This is a big old, you don't know what you don't know of what it feels like to actually know what those values are and to live with purpose and intention. And then when people finally do it, I, and the joke I make in my office is where they may be a couple of years into work with me and all of a sudden I say, why didn't you tell me this in the beginning? Now I did. I begged you to do this. And which is why, again, I'm so grateful that you have a program because I feel like it needs to be a part of somebody starting anything, therapy or marriage yeah. uh, or, or whatever. It would be ideal to go into it having an idea of who you are. Dude, it,
1: the time is never going to be ideal. It just never is. Like, when's the last time that you said, oh, I'll start that when, and then something else comes up. Life, here's the thing I know about life. Life is going to life at you. It's going to life all over you. It's just going to life. And you get to be (laughs) either a reactor or a creator in your life. Are you acting Or are you being acted upon? Are you being intentional? Or are you being a victim? Here's the thing. The job, the kids, the crazy time, the stuff, all the things. Yeah, it's happening. Do you really think that things are going to get easier or calm down six months from now? No, that's adorable. I mean, in rare exceptions. Yeah, sure. But I'm not talking to you. I'm just, okay. <laughs> like maybe you're in the middle of your uh, PhD dissertation. Yeah. It's that called? Yeah. Something yeah. Like yeah. that. Maybe you're in the yeah. middle of that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Things will slow down when you're done with that. Not very many people are in the middle of that. So how about this? Would it be helpful for you to have a specific guide that you can look at As you're approaching your job, as you're approaching your kids as they're growing up, as you're approaching your relationship, as you're approaching your new health and fitness goals or a new move or a new relationship, as you're approaching these things, would it help you to have your own guide about who am I? What's important to me? What do I want? What am I good at? What do I want to avoid? What questions can I ask myself daily that will really serve me? So I talked earlier about like how I use my contract, my my mission statement before I go on stage or all those different things. But I'll talk about how I use values. Okay. Because say if this is what I'm talking about, the energy of or not the energy, this is the, the reason the hierarchy of values is really important. Because if somebody has adventure on their list, right? Mm. And then that same person has friendship on their list, and then that same person has health and safety on their list. The order that they're going to get put in is going to determine how they're going to react to certain situations. Mm. Because what if adventure is at the top? One of the most important things to me. And what if friendship is at the bottom? Okay. And then somebody says, Hey, we're all going to go skydiving. And then, Everybody backs out and then they're going to go do something else But you've already signed up for skydiving. If adventure is your number one goal and friendship is down here, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Skydiving. You're going to go skydiving. You're not going to go with your friends. Mm -hmm. Now that's not good or bad. It's not either. It's just, this is going to dictate what you do. Then take this. What if you have security and safety and health in your top, but then you also want to be adventurous. So you put that down there seventh or something like that. Hey, we're all going skydiving. What are you going to do? You are not going skydiving. Why not? Cause that might not be safe, Preston. Cause one of them is more important yeah. than the other one. Yeah. And so you have to figure out, am I going to have some of your values can be contradictory. Like I want to have love and connection with people, but I also want to have... That's not a very good example. (laughs) Let's just take the adventure versus safety. Those two things can be really important. Those things are both important to me. I love those things. For me, adventure is a little bit higher on the list. And so it is going to beat the safety. For my wife, she's also very adventurous. She also wants that security and safety. So for her, it's going to beat the adventure. Yeah. So... It's just going to determine how you react to things. And so you got to decide what are the things that I'm moving toward. And also what are the things that I'm moving away from? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people will do anything to not experience it's a, it's called an away value for me. Shame. Mm-hmm. Shame is one of my just away values. I will do almost anything to not experience shame or humiliation. And it will even beat out some of my toward values of courage. Mm -hmm. Because if I have this courage, like I'm willing to face discomfort, but then if I'm not being intentional about this, all of this is like things that we fall into when we're not intentional. If I want to be courageous about something, but I also don't want to experience shame or humiliation, but this courageous thing that I want to do has a pretty high potential of making me experience shame or humiliation. If I'm not being intentional and reading my contract and saying my mission statement and moving toward these things, then my away value is going to beat that out. And then I'm I'm going to shrink. I'm going to shrink and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And so we need to be aware of what our away values are, what our toward values are and how they interact with our mission, how they interact with our purpose and how they interact with each other in the hierarchy and all of this can be overwhelming. That's why I created a process to take people through it so that dude, it takes all the cloudiness of your life about why I am, how I am, why I act this way, what's going on. And it just clears everything up and it just puts all the pieces into place and it makes everything clear so that you can take the action that you want to take and understand the action that you have taken and be intentional instead of just drifting. And Preston, every single, th- I
0: mean, I dig this stuff so much and why I just felt like I can't believe I didn't realize that the answers were literally with my my friend Preston here. But also, and I know we've talked about this, what I think is amazing, and I love that you're talking about being very intentional about this. And I think we were talking as well, once you're aware of these, and let's say that you're just feeling disconnected or you're feeling down. And then yeah. it's like, what do I do? And that can come into play here too. Okay, I'm going to take action on anything of value. So if I have that value of adventure, I'm going to go do something adventurous in that moment, yeah. you know, even if my brain's telling me I'd rather not. And and I love that concept as well. Again, another reason why this is so important to just figure out, because it's not just when I get into this choice point of what to do and how to line them up. But if I don't even know what to do, or I'm feeling down or, yeah. and I just don't want to get out of bed at times, this is where I say, okay, where are your values? And you do something of value and it is going to be something that is going to be far more doable than when somebody's just saying, well, you just got to get up and just be happy or just take action. You got to know what to do in those
1: scenarios. Yeah. And when you have a goal, like an intentional goal, all of these things are easy to put together when you do have a goal, mm-hmm. like some specific things that you're trying to accomplish. And and that leads me to the next point talking about natural superpowers, your gifts and talents and abilities. I'll call them your superpowers because it's fun to talk about it in that way. But the things that you uniquely bring to the table, your strengths, there's a way to approach this. There's some personality tests you can take. I, when I did this, I took these tests and I understood, okay, this is how I can have somebody help me and walk through them, like what they meant. And I, put them into different hierarchies and how they related to stuff. It was really, really eye-opening for me. And then one of the cool things I did is I sent a letter to, or an email or a text, whatever, to probably 25 people that are clients. I think I probably sent one to you, yeah, yeah, you did. family yeah. members and friends and just people. And it was really vulnerable. I asked them how they perceive me. Because we have this idea of how we are perceived and it's really interesting to have that either confirmed or completely blown out of the water. And so when I took these personality tests and then when I understood how these things work together and then got feedback from, from people that I know and put them all together, I started to notice patterns. Ugh. Patterns emerged. And it was so clear. And again, I had coaches to help me like work through this and kind of parse it so that I could understand and put it all together. But then I also recognize that I am a synthesizer. But for me, I found my top five. Number one, I'm an entertainer. I just am. I always have been since day one. I am a magnetic light. I bring joy to situations and I'm a star and I'm a leader. I love being in that role and it's so fun. It lights me up. I'm also an expander and a seeker. I'm relentless in my pursuit of growth and expansion. I just I love learning. I'm also a teacher. I'm an elite coach, and I can explain complex concepts in really concise and succinct ways. And that's, again, one of my gifts. And I didn't know that other people weren't able to do that. But then I take an hour to say something sometimes. So (laughs) maybe I'm not as good at that as I thought I was. (laughs) But again, I'm a synthesizer. I'm also a creator. I can activate things. And when I line myself with all of these things that I'm talking about, I can create things at will. It's nuts. Like line everything up and just things happen. And it's brilliant to understand this is what I bring to the table. And other people, when I've helped other people create this and then peers that I've gone through programs with, their lists are completely different. I can see it in them. I'm like, oh my gosh. You're so good at that. Can I pay you for that? Because you're so good at that. And I'm not good at that. Preston, I have to tell you,
0: when that whole thing you just explained, when I first came out there and we hung out in your office for, I think, two or three days straight, and we mapped out the whole magnetic marriage course, that was, Mm -hmm. I, I still look back on that as one of the most exhaustingly wonderful moments of my life where I had no idea what we were doing. And that dry erase board and the energy that you would bring. And we'd go out on the electric skateboard for a minute. Then we would get the amazing code and come back. And it's like you're back on task and putting these pieces together. And it was electric. And so I know that you know what you can do. And then you just do that. And you bring that energy. I was grinning while you were talking
1: about who you are. It's it's like, oh, I have seen that. And it's so fun. When (laughs) Here's a cool thing. is When people feel stuck. When you feel stuck, it is because you are not living in alignment with your mission purpose values and your gifts and it might just be because you don't know what they are because you yeah. haven't examined them but that's why i call mvp contract like your mission values purpose your contract your gifts the things that you really just are and bring to the table and how you operate Things can't just seriously, things can become significantly easier when you have all of this knowledge. And then when you operate on it and kind of the last little part of this, that's so, so important is it's called a foundational filter. What I mean by that is think about a filter when you do a search, right? If you're doing a search for something inside of some data, and then you say, exclude this word. Okay, I'm going to exclude this word. That's a filter. And everything that has that word will not show up in the search. Right? Everybody's had that experience when you go through data. The foundation of how your mind operates moment to moment to moment includes, Tony Robbins calls it a primary question. It's the number one question that you're always asking at all times. And... I call it a foundational filter because it filters your entire life <laughs> through this. And for me, it used to be because everybody has one and it's the it's like a question. Mine used to be, how do I make this better? And I didn't even know that I was asking it because it was I was asking it so often in my mind subconsciously that it was the same thing as what language are we speaking right now, Tony? English have you ever thought in the last 45 minutes about the fact that we're speaking English? I have not. No, not once. Cause it's just what we're doing. Yeah. So what I realized is that I had this question that's always running through my mind. I walk into a room, look in the room. And the first thing that I don't even have to think about it. It just is. It's the water I'm swimming in. It's the language I'm speaking. How do I make this better? And that serves me a great deal. When I walk into an event that I'm running Mm. and then I can be like, Oh, put the chairs here, put the speaker there, move that over here. And then everything has a great experience. How do I do it when I'm performing? How do I do it when I'm speaking? How do I do it when I'm putting together a business plan or a coaching program? How do I make this better? It's just, it's, it makes everything amazing. When I get into, (laughs) I get into my friend's car And he has a little graphic equalizer on his car and I know a lot about sound and he has it set in a way that doesn't make the music sound very good. And so without thinking, without even asking him, I start effing with his graphic equalizer and changing the settings on it. Yeah. So this primary question, this foundational filter, it also gets me into trouble Mm -hmm. because we go back to one of my values is allowing. Okay, <laughs> allowing people to have their own. I know I'm using oh. this word a lot. No, I like that. Right, That's That's like, point. I it, it seems. I understand that there's so much hubris involved in this. Like I have the ability to allow oh, yourself so stepping into so that like, the healthy ego. What I mean yeah. is, yeah. What I mean is, I need to chill out and just not try to control you, even though I think I can make it better. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what is it? So I decided that I was going to not try to control things by trying to make them better because it was always my idea of what was better, which is not necessarily their idea of what is better, which is so judgmental. And so what I did is I went through this process that I take people through where they identify their old foundational filter and their old primary question. And for some, they'll walk into a room and they'll, Without thinking, they'll be like, am I safe? What are the things that are not safe about this? They're always thinking that. Another one is, they walk in and be like, how do I make other people happy? Mm-hmm. Another one is a will walk and say, what are people thinking about me? Yeah. So, it's a question that you're always asking that you get to the point where you don't even think about it. And if you can't ask that question... It really, really makes you uncomfortable. Preston, can I tell you, it makes so much sense too. When
0: I think back, I remember when you talked about primary question for me, and I really feel like I have such a value of curiosity and knowledge. And so I have this primary question constantly of what's this person about or what makes this person tick? And so then when we would get in the room to then create a course and you're going to make this thing better, and I don't even know what it is. And so I'm wanting to understand more about like, how does this work? And I remember we would have those conversations around what we're selling and how we sell it and the way that we're going to connect and communicate. And I realized that I was kind of doing the, okay, I I need to try to make sense of this or I want to understand where you're coming from or how does this work? How do you tick? And you're just making it better, man, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that question, if left unchecked, yeah will go and go and go and damage relationships for me. Mm. I have one of my best friends My best friend, his primary question was, how do I make other people happy? Mm -hmm. Awesome. A lot of benefit to that question. Also, when you take it to its natural conclusion, what happens? You lose yourself. So yeah, because you're always doing things for other people and you're selling out on what you want. Yeah. And he experienced that. So what I did is I created an intentionally new foundational filter. My new primary question, and it is this, what else is going well for me right now? Okay. That's what I ask when I'm intentional. So what's the presupposition? So what is the presupposition in the first question? How do I make this better? That something's wrong. Then something needs to be wrong with it. Yeah. So we got to find out what's wrong with it. Okay. So I'm always looking for problems. Yeah. What's the presupposition in what else is going well for me?
0: That something may not be going according to plan? No. No. The
1: presupposition then is that something is already going well. Oh, I like that even better, Preston. What else is going well for me? Yeah. I start by saying something's got to be going right. (laughs) Okay. Let's look for what else is going well for me. Yeah. And when I do that... So here's the thing. I live, when I say my contract, I live in alignment with my mission, my values, and my purpose, my hierarchy. I'm intentionally acting on my natural gifts, talents, and superpowers. And then I'm asking my foundational filter question. When I am conscious about these things, I'm on freaking fire. Yeah. Because it's me. I'm in alignment. And it's a completely different thing. Yours is different from mine. Your yeah. values are different. Mine, the hierarchy yeah. is different. The question is different. Your mission, your purpose, your contract, your gifts, all of them are completely different and they are unique. And what I've done is I've put together a very specific process of helping people extract these things from their heart, from their soul, from their experience, from their relationships, from their life, from their mind, from tests that you take. Just all these different things. And I put them all together in Your MVP contract. So you know your mission, your values, your purpose, and how you can go about creating a fulfilled life.
0: Yeah. Man, Preston, and what we were saying earlier, if your brain right now is like, that sounds amazing, and I'll get to it later, I don't think you understand what it would feel like to live in alignment with your values now to deal with the things that are coming up later. So, yeah. 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 I feel it,
1: man. I do. So where can people find you? So this is what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to set up. So go to tonyoverbay.com slash contract. Nice. Okay. Cause this is your contract, tonyoverbay.com slash contract. And it'll take you to a link. Cause what I'm doing right now is I'm running a It's a six week program we do it every single week we're going to have coaching calls there's going to be homework it's a fun process it's a fun process, and you will be required to do some things. <laughs> this is not going to be it's very interactive and you're going to do some things in between the calls and take you like you know a couple hours a week but at the end of it, you come away with a specific document and Right now, I'm running a promotion. Like the price is gonna, I'm gonna. This is the only time it's ever as <laughs> marketing <laughs> scarcity. Whatever, whatever. Like honestly, this is the only time it's ever gonna be at this price because I'm yeah. running it right now, and I'm gonna limit it because I want to have a specific, like small group of people. Yeah. So only 20 spots in this, and it'll be double the price later on when I keep running this program. But right now, only 20 spots. And if you're feeling called to this. Like, okay, I'll tell you right now. Right now, you're in one of three camps. You're like, dude, I'm a yes. I need this. I'm a yes. Cool. In that case, go. Just go to the thing. Go sign up. If you are a no, if you're like, you know what? This sounds great. Not for me. Trust yourself. That sounds friggin' awesome to just know that this is not for you right now. Cool. But maybe you're in one third camp, which is you're a yes, but like, yeah. I would love to have this. I think it would be so valuable in my life, but I don't know if I have the time, but I don't know if I have the money, but I don't know all these different things. And I'll tell you this right now, how much longer are you going to use that excuse? Because if you're using that excuse here and you're like called to it, then you're using that excuse in other areas of your life as well. I have put so many things off that I knew I needed to do. (laughs) Ridiculous. And when I started proving to myself that I was willing to like actually invest in me, things changed. Yeah. So if you're a yes, but then just allow yourself to get rid of that excuse and step into making a new decision and getting clear on who you are Mm -hmm. and what you're doing because it changes How you approach everything. Preston, I love it. I do. And again,
0: this will be 340-something episodes of the virtual couch. I've only talked about values about 900,000 times. And this is the first time that it's saying, hey, and actually here's how you go figure that out. I'm grateful to you, my friend. I couldn't trust anybody else more with the keys to the car. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you're going to mess with the equalizer, I actually trust you there, too, because I don't know enough about that.
1: Well, I don't do that anymore because I say what else is going well for me. And I allow other people to have their own the settings of the sound equalizing system. systems that I don't need to I don't need to change things anymore. Yeah, people. No, you're very kind. Yeah. All right. So please go to Tonyo.
0: I didn't even know what this is all Tonyobray.com slash contract. And then if you have questions,
1: you can reach out through my website for Preston or I'm sure you can go to press so you can hit me up on at Preston dot pugmeyer on instagram okay or preston pugmeyer on facebook like dm me okay if you're listening to this episode screenshot it and tag me and i'll send you a voice message i send voice message to everybody that tags me that listens to these podcasts and tags me on those things and then if you have questions about it yeah like if you have questions about it send me a que- send me a question i'll talk to you about it. what's going on yeah, yeah, you the- email me Please you talk to DM Preston. Me. If you want to feel good about yourself,
0: talk to Preston, please. This is uh I mean, John,
2: <laughs>
1: Tony's got too much going on. Don't email. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Like but Preston is my out. man. That's right. Okay, Preston Pugmire. Thank it's you so Preston much. Preston Pugmire. It's P-U-G-M-I-R-E. Okay. okay, Preston.
0: Thank you for coming on. I want you to come back on and then talk about all the changes that the first
1: 20 that run through this have had. And then, man, you're changing lives. And I need to have you on my podcast. I know next level life let's do a podcast called next level life and let's do an episode next week with i I would love it okay preston fuckmeyer we'll talk to you later okay thanks for coming over
0: to
3: catch. couch compressed emotions flying past our heads and out the other end the pressures of the daily grind it's wonderful (laughs) elastic waist and rock